the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. We are back for the second hour of the restaurant show. It is 4.06. I'm your host, Mike Boyle. We put in an hour and uh, got some nice conversation with Martin Garvey. He owns Taste of Philly in Highlands Ranch. We've got a Boyle meal deal tomorrow. It's on my website at MikeBoyle.com. But today we have one at Joyce's Famous Pizza, 2120 South Broadway. That's Broadway and Evans. We do these about every six weeks because you love it, because Joyce loves having you, and because I love having you as listeners. Large one-topping pizza retails for almost $20. It is only $7.10 up until 5 o'clock. It's 4.07. You've got 53 minutes to get your order in. You can either stop by or you can give her a call at 303-777-4992 or 303-77-PIZZA. Uh, Betsy called in, and uh, we talked about television shows a little bit. There are just some great, great miniseries out there right now, and I'm just loving them to death. I'm going to try out a range on Amazon Prime. I want to thank her for sharing that with me. Dennis from Morrison, called to let us know that the El Rancho is no mas. And I guess they're going to sell the building, sell the property, develop it, and put some condos in. I don't know, (coughs) pardon me, if that was a factual report or just speculation among all the folks up there in the hills. But regardless, the El Rancho, if you are coming down from the mountains, and decide to stop there and have yourself a cold beer, they put in a brewery. Yeah, they put a lot of money into that. Matter of fact, they put in so much money, you find yourself wondering whether or not you would ever get the proper return on this. But El Rancho right now is no must. Hey, but on a good note, um, remember the old Santa Fe Mexican restaurants? There's been a few of them around town. The family's been around for quite some time. They were actually in the IHOP business, but they are Latino and wanted to do some Mexican restaurants. There was one on Arapahoe Road. It's now a barbecue restaurant just a little bit west of I-25. Well, that place went away, but they have taken over the spot at 1550 West Littleton Boulevard. That is the spot that used to be an Indian restaurant that, man, the food was good, but the guys that operated it, man, you talk about, whew, being disorganized. So the restaurant is gone as an Indian, but it's now an old Santa Fe Mexican restaurant. You folks over there in Little, and it's right next door, maybe one door over, from Harley's Hot Dog Revolution um, God, Harley's Hot Dog Revolution just does a wonderful, wonderful job over there. But if you want to get some Mexican food, you can do that at the old Santa Fe. Congratulations to them getting open. Um, coming up this tomorrow. All right, today is Joyce's. Tomorrow is the Taste of Philly. It's on my website. 
But Wednesday is a get-together at the View House for just a little bit of, if you'd like some input, if you'd like to come by and get a free book, get a free gift certificate, the Restaurant Show Book Club. Shannon, Betsy, and Lisa are putting that together, so when we come back, we're going to talk with Lisa, and she's going to invite you out. We'd love to have you, and we're going to talk about a book on the Restaurant Show. Welcome back to the Mike Moore Restaurant Show, where we talk about restaurants, travel, movies, books, sports, TV shows, or whatever we feel like talking about. I love it when a plan comes together like this. So we're sitting on the beach at the Rio Palace Costa Mujeres about a year and a half ago. And there's a nice group of people. People are meeting each other as first-time travelers. Mexico's open. We're having a good time. And the next thing you know, three ladies that did not know each other before that trip, Lisa, Shannon, and Betsy, they're talking about books and how much they enjoy reading. And the next thing you know, I get a call from one of them who says, we're thinking of maybe formalizing a little bit more the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show informal book club. There will be no membership dues. There'll be no membership card. There'll be no secret handshake. But we would like to get together and talk about books. So we met at the View House restaurant. We had a wonderful lunch. And coming up on Wednesday, May 25th at the aforementioned View House restaurant, we've got a nice small room in the back. We're going to talk about books. And we're going to see if we want to hold this in a restaurant. We're going to see how often we want to hold it. We're going to see if maybe we should go to somebody's house. What are we going to do about food? What are we going to do about wine? What are we going to do about the books? Well, I've got Lisa Fellows with me. Lisa was kind of the instigator of this. Idle Hands are the devil's workshop. She recently retired from a very successful corporate career. And so now she's looking for stuff to do. She wants to start the book club. I said, I'll push it. I'll promote it. We'll call the restaurant show book club as long as I don't have to do any work. Let's talk to Lisa. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. So is that about the background? Uh, You've got a little bit of time on your hands, and your husband has encouraged you to get out of the house rather than spending 24-7 together. What has prompted this idea of a book club? Well, Mike, you gave a great overview. Um, As you said, I'm recently retired, more time on my hands, and I love to read. And one of the things that I was really looking forward to in my retirement was being able to spend more time reading. And as you mentioned, um, you know, in the conversations that I had with Betsy and Shannon on our trip uh, in Cancun, uh, you know, we were sharing uh, books that we had recently read, and I know Betsy is, is just a voracious reader, mm-hmm. and she calls in quite frequently with, with recommendations for you. Yes. And so um, I'm currently in a book club, but it's it's more of a social club. If we talk five minutes about a book, that's a, that's a good <laughs> meeting. Um, yeah. but, and, and John refers to it as the wine club, so yeah. it's really yeah. social. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really 
interested in, in being with people who are, you know, like-minded and enjoy reading and uh, whether it's novels, historical fiction, biographies, autobiographies, and just really having some good discussion and, about the books and what we liked about it and the characters. And I know that there's some opportunity from with your involvement of being able to have possibly some of the authors, um, you know, join us at these meetings. And, and that really excites me as well, just to hear from the author's perspective, you know, what went into the book and, and you know, just how it evolved and, and just what being a, a writer and author is all about. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this and just felt like a group of your listeners, um, because I know you talk about books a lot, uh, mm-hmm. might be might be a good group to try to get together and, and see if there's some opportunity here to, to form a book club. Well, the three ladies, you and Shannon and Betsy, I can attest to are just wonderful, wonderful people. And coming up on May 25th at the View House, it's on my website at mikeboyle.com, and we will bribe you. You may say, I don't know a book that I can bring. I will be giving everybody a free book I got from the author, I got from the publicist. So that will be passed out to everybody that comes. We don't know if there's going to be the four of us. We don't know if it's going to be 14. We don't know if we're going to have to move into the banquet room, but we'll figure it out on the 25th. Love to have you come and join us. Everybody else that comes that day will also get a gift certificate to a restaurant. So I thought that this would just be a little bit of an incentive to get you to come by, but this is a very formative get together. How often are we going to do it? Where are we going to do it? Uh, how are we going to decide what books to review? And yes, I have already, Lisa, talked to a number of authors who have indicated that they would be more than happy if they're local to come to a restaurant or somebody's home or if they are out of town to do a virtual get together. So Lisa, I really appreciate you taking the ball and running with this. One of our concerns is geography because I'm talking to people now all the way up to Fort Collins, all the way down to Pueblo. It won't be a neighborhood. It won't be a church group. It won't be your bridge club. So we're trying to figure out some of that stuff. But we would love, love, love to have you come by the View House on the 25th of May and give us your input. And don't forget to bring a book because uh, we've I've got a big stack, don't you, Lisa? Yes, as well as, Mike, we've been putting together a list of yes, books that yes, yes. just in the discussion of the four of us, of books that we have recently read that we have thought might be good options for the book club as well. So very open to other ideas, and, and uh, I'm excited even just about the list that we've already put together of, of potential books for the book club. And I want you to understand that even though this is the Restaurant Show Book Club and Lisa and Shannon and Betsy came up with the idea, We do not plan on being a dictatorship. We plan on being very much a democracy. So come on by. We'd love to have you. We'd love to get your thoughts. And uh, if you've read a good book lately... Bring it on over. Maybe you've read an acclaimed book that wasn't so good. And that's always fun to talk about as well. Lisa Fellows, thank you, thank you, thank you for putting this together. And I'll see you at the View House on May 25th. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Mike. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and take a break from the Mike Boyle Restaurant, Travel, Movies, Books, and Whatever We Feel Like Talking About Show. 
All right, welcome back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant, travel, movies, books, sports, or whatever we feel like talking about show. Jack Carr, you know him. New York Times bestselling author, former Navy SEAL, been on the air with me before. And by the way, not only is he an accomplished author, but it sounds like we might be getting a new television miniseries. We'll talk to him a little bit about that as well. Jack, welcome back. Welcome to the Mike Boyle Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. Great to hear your voice. Well, it's nice to hear you. How uh, How's everything going? It must be going well. I, I will tell you this. Based on my advice to you would be to keep David Brown. Do you know who David Brown is? I would suggest you keep him around. He is the deputy director of publicity for Simon & Schuster, and he obviously is the person that handles Jack Carr. This press release, book release, is the longest I have ever had sent to me in all of my 30-plus years of being on the air and covering authors and books. (laughs) <laughs> David is fantastic, uh, dear friend, and uh, so good at his job. I hear so many wonderful things about him from people all the time, and uh, yeah, I feel so fortunate that uh, that he is in my life, that's for sure. Well, the Terminal List, I remember we had you on about the Terminal List, True Believer, Savage Son, The Devil's Hand, and now, soon, In the Blood by Jack Carr. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, Jack. That is right, and uh, so this is the fifth book in the series, and this one I describe as a sniper-centric novel of violent resolution, because there's a a few (laughs) loose ends that were not tied up in the past novels, and uh, it was time to write about those, Uh, and me having been a sniper in the military and uh, and downrange, I always wanted to write a sniper-centric novel, while at the same time not falling into the trope of having two snipers in two separate buildings looking for each other, who find each other at the last second, and then shoot at the same time, and one of them goes through the scope and into the guy's head. And I love that as much as the next person, but I didn't. I wanted to write a sniper-centric novel that didn't have that in it. So uh, that was the challenge, and I loved every minute of it. I thought Stephen Hunter had that genre covered. He does. Oh, my goodness. He certainly does. What an inspiration. And, and uh, also now a dear friend. Hey, you know what? Uh, you you but... can't be having two snipers in the same book. And it's a good thing I didn't have an interview scheduled for him, or I'd have had two sniper-centric books on my show at the same time. That's right. That's right. But uh, then, luckily, what, then what would I have done? One, they want another. <laughs> then what would I what, what, what I what I have done? A woman boards a shoot a, off. A, shoot a, off. <laughs> a woman boards a plane in the African country of Burkina Faso, having just completed a targeted assassination for the state of Israel. The are the folks yes, are the folks. You know that what? You know the, the one of the reasons I love. Having been to Israel, I just love the country. I love their mentality. I loved Goldie Mahir. Uh, Remember after the 72 Olympics when the Israeli athletes in Munich were assassinated and she formed Operation Wrath of God? And, of course, that led to Daniel Silva's Gabriel Alon. But she formed the Operation Wrath of God, and she told those guys, do not bring them back. And so, you know what? There's a, there's a there's a place for that in this world, I think, where there's a lot of evil out there, Jack. Don't you agree? I do. And uh, I wove that into this storyline. So 
uh, if you pay attention, you'll actually uh, uh, notice a quote uh, that's very similar to something that Goldemeyer said back in those days that, uh, that I wove into the fabric of the story here. Uh, I couldn't get to Israel, unfortunately, and I like to go to the places that I'm writing about, like Mozambique or Morocco or Siberia, uh, which I've done in the past. And this one, there were so many, the restrictions for COVID kept changing with Israel. So it was uh, only Israeli citizens could go, and then it was open, then it was shut the next day, and there was all sorts of, uh, it's hard to get in. So, uh, so I had to write it without going there, the Israel-specific portion of the book. And I will go at one point, because I'm so, so excited to go and, and spend time there. Um, but I did send it to friends in Israel, and they read the Israel chapters, and they could not believe that I had not been there with the, uh, the amount of detail that I will in. So that made me feel good. You know what? I'll tell you something. If you're, whether you're, if you're a historian, but if you're a person of faith— it is a powerful, powerful place. I remember when my daughter and I landed in Tel Aviv. It was her high school graduation trip, and I was taking her around the world. Mm. We're talking with Jack Carr, the author, and he'd probably like to talk about his new book, In the Blood. But you know what? Jack Carr does a wonderful job. My advice is go to his website and start with the series. I know everyone stands alone. I know that the author wants to push and push and push the new book. So does the publisher publicist, publisher, Simon & Schuster, but characters develop. And so that's what I would suggest is if you pick up a Jack Carr book, you're going to have five sitting on your end table, and that will keep you busy for quite some time. But you go to Israel. We landed in Tel Aviv. We had a guy pick us up that was an Israeli. Um, He was 58 years old, and he asked if I had served in our military. I said, yes, United States Army. And he said, uh, that he had just gotten out of the Israeli military. And I said, I thought you were in for life. And he said, no, they just passed a law where at 58, you can get out now. But I'm still eligible for recall. Took us out to Jerusalem, the Stations of the Cross, the paratroopers. I'll tell you something. I'm going to tell you, I'm, uh, Jack, I'm going to tell you a powerful moment. They've got the Red Berets out there in Jerusalem. And... He called my daughter over. Here's my daughter just graduating from high school. She's going around the world. She's very proud of her American heritage. She's very proud that I served. And he introduces her to five young Israeli ladies. My daughter's just gotten out of college, traveling around the world, a big part, high school, traveling around the world, getting ready to go to college. These five ladies have just graduated from high school, completed basic training, and there they are in full uniform, locked and loaded, ready to defend Jerusalem. And you know what? I hope the listeners right now are understanding the power of that moment. You will you will absolutely love it, Jack, whether as a military historian, whether just a history buff, or as a person of faith, or as all three. Oh, I can't wait to get over there. We had an exchange program with uh, the Israeli SEALs called Flotilla 13, and uh, that was one thing that I didn't get to do in the military. I was always in Iraq or Afghanistan, but uh, I would have loved to have gotten over there and observed their training, observed their Hell Week, um, and get to talk to those guys. So I'm looking forward to, to getting over there. And you're absolutely right about starting with the first book. I always recommend that people go and start with the terminal list because you're exactly right. The characters develop over time, uh, which is why it's a series, uh, and there's a beginning, and, uh, and there's a journey. And that character, James Reese, Navy SEAL Sniper, is on a journey just like all of us are. So he's learning, he's adapting, uh, hopefully evolving and getting wiser as he moves forward. So well, um, I'd recommend starting with the first book as well. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because 
you know, don't, I know that the publicist always says, Jack, we want to sell this new book. And I understand that. And I guess you can read in the blood when it comes out here shortly. And then you can go back. But like I said, I I always tell listeners, I've had Michael Connolly on and I've had Steve Barry on and Nelson DeMille and Janet Ivanovich. The characters develop. And boy, you got some pretty heady, good uh, publicity mentions from... Lee Child and uh, Mark uh, uh, Greeny and uh, Brad Thor. So you're you're a pretty popular guy out there, Jack Carr. <laughs> well, I feel extremely fortunate, and uh, now to call a lot of those other authors that I've read for years and years and years uh, my friends is uh, is extremely humbling, and to have them say these nice things about uh, about the books, uh, I couldn't be couldn't be more more thrilled. Uh, but a lot of people do like the latest and greatest, you know that that so that a lot of people do come to the newest book and then they go back. You're absolutely we, right about that. No matter how many times you tell, you uh, say, I recommend it would be a much richer reading experience starting at the beginning. Uh, but a lot of people like to start. With the, with the latest and greatest, and, uh, and I understand that, too. Well, and, and, if, and if In the Blood brings them to the party, you're fine with that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I'm all about it. You know what? I I, um, I, I want to thank you for coming on. You know, I know that you've got a busy schedule. You know, the press release. Uh, uh, the, the, are, you're, are you on the tour <laughs> I am, I'm not on the tour yet, but it feels like I'm on the tour because all the days are packed with interviews, and uh, which is fantastic, which is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, new book coming out, and then the Amazon series with Chris Pratt coming out July 1st. So uh, that should bring a, a whole other audience to the novels and the character, and um, I couldn't be more thrilled with how that is, is, is Amazon Prime, is that going to be like a mini series? Okay. Is it one season, 10 episodes, whatever, whatever? How are we going to do that? That's right. That's right. Eight episodes that all drop at once on Fourth of July weekend. Uh, so that's Friday, July first, coming in hot. You know what? I I really I'm just not a guy. I'm not a Michael Medved who doesn't even have a television in the house. But I'm not a guy <laughs> that is glued to television from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep. I know you got to go, but I'll just tell you this. I love those miniseries because I can watch them when I want. I don't have to remember to be there. I don't have to remember to record them. And uh, so my guess is that this is a dip in the water. If it goes well with the first season, eight episodes, we can probably see a season two, season three, whatever of Chris Pratt. I think so. I think so. That'll be all up to Chris and Amazon. So uh, if uh, if the test audiences are any indication, it, uh, it it should be a should be a wild ride. Have you have you seen Reacher, the new Reacher series by Lee Child? I have not seen it yet, and I need to oh. sit down. It's been so busy, I've not watched it. It I'm is looking forward to, to checking that out soon. Eight episodes, and you know what? I love Tom Cruise. I think he's Maverick. I'm fine with Maverick, but he's not Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher's a six foot five beast, and you know the guy that they've got to in the television series. The casting on it is great. My recommendation: if Lee Child can recommend your books, you can watch Lee Child's television series. Okay. It's on my list. It's on my list. I'll let you go. Thanks for the time. All right, 439 is the time here on the restaurant show. Happy to have you with me. Saturday, 3 to 5, Sunday, 10 o'clock until noon. Joyce's Famous Pizza. We got a special going for another 21 minutes on up until 5 o'clock. 2120 South Broadway, 303-696-1971 is my number. If you want to call her to order, her number is 303 303- 
877-PIZZA. Uh, we just did a uh, little segment on books, a major part of the restaurant show. I'll talk about that in just a moment, but first, let's go to Rick, see what's on Rick's mind. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, how you doing, Mike? Good. Uh, yeah, uh, do your pizza deals. I'd like for as many pizzas as you want, or just one, or how does that work over there? I mean, I could have just called you. You just gave me your phone number. That's uh, fine. What, what, how many do you want? Like four or five. We're just going to watch the Avalanche game because the Avalanche, they don't put them games on TV at all. Um, I even bought an Evoca special thing from Idaho to... So they get them on, but they don't get them on. So we're stuck without the Avalanche games. So now we got to drive to North Glen, and so I don't know. I thought that'd be the best way to go is get pieces for $7 a piece. Can't beat that. Why don't you call Joyce? We okay. typically do three per person. And the reason is, Rick, is because if it gets crazy busy, um, you don't want to be the poor slob trying to get one pizza behind the guy that orders 25 pizzas for the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but, I, you know, call her up, 303-77-PIZZA. And like I said, we usually say three, but tell her what you're trying to do. Ask her if she can help you out a little bit, and she can tell you how busy they are and whether or not they can help you out. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah, yeah, I'm only 10 minutes from there, so I should, yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds and, fine. And I, that was, that's you're good. trying to save some money because all the money you're going to spend on gas driving to North Glen. Yeah, well, that's it. That's exactly right. Yep. Blame it on the app. All right. <laughs> yeah, just, just, that's what I would say, uh, Rick. Just, just call her up. And, you know, if I was there, I am not there because of the morning show I had to do at Manitou Springs. Didn't have to do it. I wanted to do it. But... You know, I, I might stand there and say, hey, Joyce, can you help this guy out a little bit? But call her up. She's a nice, nice lady, and uh, maybe she'll help you out. How does that sound? Does that sound okay? That sounds great. Three three will work, yeah. too. I mean, not just getting greedy. I don't know. We <laughs> never know how many people we're going well, to have. Are you going to have a bunch of people to get together and eat pizza, or are you going to take four of them home and freeze them? Well, that's tempting. I don't know. I have to think about that. No, it's an avalanche party up there. She's got the ESP and no one else does. So, Or TNT or was it TBS? I forget. I don't know. They're on one of those channels that I don't get. And nobody else does. So, you know, cable TV is just kind of how we're all on apps. You know so, what? It, and I, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I'm a Nuggets fan and an avalanche fan because I live here. And I've gone to a jillion Nugget games, haven't gone in a number of years. I went to a number of Avalanche games, and I just don't do it. But I can't figure out what what's going on with the television thing. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's either the NHL. Nobody seems to know. Nobody well, no, seems I, to understand I think it's point. the owner. I think it's the owner that, uh, who's he on? He owns, Allie Rams, he owns, he owns every, he owns a whole bunch of stuff. Cronky, um, yeah, Cronky, yeah, Cronky. Somehow he, you know, I ordered an Evoca. They they, they advertise it. An Evoca TV system will will get you the Avalanche game. So I plug the thing in, and I'm not getting no games. And then it's telling me even the even the away games, which they can't claim blackout because mm-hmm. hey, it's away. It's in St. Louis. So even those I don't get. Um, so 
I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He, um, the only, like I said, the only box that I found that would, um, that I thought or we advertised, but that's only regular season. Once it gets, you know, well, you season. know what? You don't get the avalanche, and I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand why, Rick. It's four forty-three. You've got seventeen minutes. So call Joyce. And she may say, you know what, we're winding down and we've got a little time. Just call her. And now don't, please do this. Say, I called Mike on the air. I'd like to have this avalanche party. Can you help? Mike said to call you and help you out. Don't call her and say, Mike said to give me the deal on five pizzas, okay? No, I won't beat her up. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> don't make me look bad, buddy, okay? No, I won't. Don't worry. No, no problem. Like I said, I'll take three. Three's fine, too. I just, like I said, just five to be safe. It's seven bucks. You can't go wrong. You know what? So. You know what? Say, I'll settle for three, but we get this avalanche party. Can you can you bump me up one or two? That, you know what? Yeah. She's a delightful lady, and we try to make these things as comfortable as possible. So give her a call, okay, Rick? Thanks for listening to the show, and uh, go apps. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right, listen, uh, we did an interview with Lisa Fellows, who is helping put together this book club. You know what? You might say, why are you doing it Wednesday at 1 o'clock, and why are you doing it at the View House? Well, I guess the answer to that is when Lisa, Shannon, and Betsy said, can we talk to you about this? We met at the View House for the simple reason that it was convenient for everybody to have lunch. I'm coming from Castle Rock, Lisa's in Columbine, Shannon's in Centennial, Betsy's up in Denver near Cherry Creek. And so I, we, we really don't know what's going on. I mean, we, I, I don't know if on Wednesday... That's why I said, let's do it Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Somebody wants to have a late lunch. The View House is going to give us a small private party room. And so everybody, I'll bribe you to come to it. I'll give everybody a book. That's a $25 value. And it's all the same book. It's called Happiness on the Blue Dot. I know the author. And it's a wonderful, wonderful book. But I guess when you have a book club, everybody has to agree on a book to start, or maybe everybody brings a different book. Bring a book if you want on Wednesday, but come on by. I'll give everybody a book. You will love it. I'm telling you this. You will love it. And I'll give everybody the bookmark will be a gift certificate to a local restaurant. So, I mean, you're almost getting paid to come to this thing. And if you say we'd like to do it in the evening and we'd like to do it midweek and we'd like to do it in somebody's home and we'd like to have a potluck and we'd like to do whatever, whatever, just come on by. But um, the point is, is that it's very, at this point, it's very fluid. It's very, very, um, we're very malleable. Matter of fact, the ladies are going to have to be the ones malleable because they're the ones doing it. Guys, you're certainly welcome to come. I will be there on Wednesday just for a little bit of input. Speaking of books, when I got home today from <clears throat> pardon me, Colorado Springs to get set up for the restaurant show, I'm doing it at my home office, my home studio, <clears throat> the publicist for Steve Barry um, we've had him on a number of times. He's a he's a big deal. I you know he sells a lot of books. He's got a brand new book out called The Omega Factor, 
And I'm not 100% sure when it comes out. Um, there was no press release with it, so I'll have to do a little bit of research. But anyway, he's got a new book out. Um, I read a book called, well, it's kind of a funny story. I had a listener come up to me a couple weeks ago and give me a book, probably about 200 pages, called The Prince of Venice Beach. <laughs> you know what she said? Eh, it's kind of okay. Well, for those of us that are SoCal's and we know Malibu and Pacific Palisades and Santa Monica and Marina del Rey and Playa del Rey and so forth, we know Venice Beach is kind of a kind of a hip, kind of a bohemian tile style environment. And I, she said, and, and she's not. She's a cheesehead from Wisconsin. And I said, you know, she said, but you might like it. So I said, I'm going to take it on the trip to Mexico. And I'll start it on the plane. And, you know, if I start a book, I finish it. And when I get to Mexico, I can sit in a lounge chair and I can read it. And when I finish it, I can pass it off to one of the listeners. Well, my day started the day we left on May 11th at about 3 o'clock in the morning because I'm getting up and I have to wait for the lady that comes and sits on my watches my house and watches Bailey the Mexican street dog. And I got all this baseball equipment loaded in the truck and I get down to the airport. I take Mike and Angie from Granelli's Pizza because they're going on the trip. Got to get parked. We got 350 pounds of luggage and <clears throat> get cleared for security, get to the gate, get on the plane. Well, what do I, before the wheels are up, I fall asleep. And I got the book in my lap, and I wake up, and I have a meal, and I read a little bit, and I doze off, and I read a little bit, and I put it in that pouch where they had the Hemisphere magazine, United Airlines. I got off the plane, and I left the book on the I'm read, I've read about 75 pages, and I said, I really like this. This really captures the flavor of Venice Beach. I left it on the damn airplane. And so I get down, and I'm looking out for ways to order, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I can download it here, download it there. Well, Amazon says, we'll have a waiting for you when you get back. Well, I want to read it on the trip. It turns out I didn't read it on the trip. I didn't get a chance to finish it, but uh, I downloaded it on Kindle. So uh, that was, uh, you know, I recommend it. I enjoyed it enough that I think I might try to get the author on to see what he has to say. I read Redemption by Mike Lawson, and I read a number of the L.T. Ryan Rachel Hatch series. She's just an ex-military police criminal investigator, kick-ass woman. I, I get the impression that he's kind of patterned her after a male reacher. But uh, at any rate, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. All right, 4.53 is the time. Betsy, Dennis, and Rick are in a drawing for a ticket to the Western Conservative Summit coming up on Friday, June 3rd, and Saturday, June 4th. Um, we're running out of time, but I do want to let you know that it's coming up on 4.54 right now, so you got six minutes to get a hold of Joyce at Joyce's Famous Pizza, 303-77-PIZZA, 303-777-4992. A couple weeks ago, we had an event at uh, Smokin' Outlaw Kitchen over near Santa Fe and Oxford, and they did not prepare 
nearly enough food. It was their first event. Uh, these things happen. But they honored it the following week, Tuesday through Saturday. And I want to thank those of you that went over and took advantage of that. Just at a spot for India's restaurant. You know, India's restaurants right over there by Hampton and Yosemite. The Citron Bistro is going to become Zane's, which is in the Denver Tech Center. Uh, it's owned and operated by Ed Novaka, the broker restaurants. His, well, I guess, what is it when you marry somebody and it's their kid? Would that be your stepson, I guess? Okay. And so, anyway, they're going to move over there in July. That Citron Bistro, Tom and George Carantunas, great guys. Wonderful restaurateurs. Um they own the building, they own the land, and so that will be an opportunity for Ed Novak and his son-in-law, stepson, stepson, to um, own the building and the property because the Marina Square, we talked about how the El Rancho supposedly is going to be knocked down and turned into condominiums. Well, the uh, Marina Square Shopping Center is going to be leveled, I understand, and uh, turned into some sort of high-rise. I don't know if it'll be apartments. I don't know if it'll be condos, maybe an office building on the lower floor and um, condominiums up above. I don't know that. But uh, anyway, that's over near India's restaurant where all of that's taking place. We did a spot for Fat Albert's. You know what? I bought my, I got a notice. Uh, matter of fact, I got a little video from Eddie Mack, Ed McCaffrey the head coach of the UNC, University of Northern Colorado, Northern Colorado Bears. And uh, he said, thank you for renewing your season tickets. It was a generic, but it was about a minute and a half, thanking me for renewing my season tickets. And I'm going to go up there in September. And when I do, for the first game of the year on Saturday, September 3rd, I'm going to stop off at Fat Albert's on 17th Avenue, I beg your pardon, 23rd Avenue up there, and I'm going to get myself a big old chocolate cream pies, French silk, whatever she calls it. We just did a spot for the Hoffman Group. You know, um, my neighbors, who I love, are selling their home, and I was talking to their realtor, and she said the the days of the outrageous over-asking price bids she said that hit a wall, that softened up in a hurry, and boy, I've heard about that. So if you want to sell or if you want to buy, uh, it might be a good time to get a hold of somebody like Rob and Carol Williams. Um, we're just about out of time. Like I said, you got two more minutes to get over to Joyce's Famous Pizza. I'm going to probably, tomorrow... We're going to make that offer for you, the $5 Philly cheesesteaks at Martin Garvey's Taste of Philly in Highlands Ranch. It'll be only at that location at 2660 East County Line Road at University. Um, I'll do the show from 10 to noon. The special will go from 11 until 1. And then Wednesday, we've got the book club. A week from today, we're going to be up in Westminster. You folks will say, Mike, you never come north. You don't come north enough. Well, I'm going to be in Westminster. That's pretty far north. I'm going to be at the Dickies Barbecue, and we're going to have specials on sandwiches, sides, and racks of ribs. I love ribs. I love Dickies ribs. I love the ribs from Smoking Outlaw Kitchen. If a place does good ribs, if they do them well, if they've got some good barbecue sauces, 
oh man, that works out well. Maybe that's something you might want to think about today to have some ribs this evening. Or a Joyce's Famous Pizza, 303-77-PIZZA, 303-777-4992. Also tomorrow, we are going to have Mike Warm. He, Mike and Angie own Granelli's Pizza in Castle Rock. They went with me to Mexico, and I'll explain why. <clears throat> Had a number of people that wanted to go out with the kids, distribute the baseball equipment. I'll explain why we only took one person. I took Mike. He went out and helped me, but I think he will explain to you what a wonderful, wonderful and satisfying event that is. If you'd like to see some pictures, go to my Facebook, facebook.com slash Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, and I'll be talking to Ed Wilkes, the webmaster here in just a little while. I've written a blog about it with some pictures that hopefully we'll have posted by, if not tomorrow, the first of next week. All right, that wraps it up for today. We're also going to give away tickets tomorrow to the Western Conservative Summit. So all of that will take place between 10 and noon on the restaurant show on News Talk 710 ANUS. Have a great evening, everybody. I'm Mike Boyle. the restaurant show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.